you know, Lisa, I remember way back when we were in college and I was about to propose to you. And besides thinking of how I was going to get you to the gazebo at the Opryland Hotel, which was a challenge. Right. And it's right and after so we had it. That romantic dinner at Mr. <laughs> Gaddy's Pizza. Right. <laughs> right. I was I was a big spender back then. Yeah. But I was thinking about how I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. And you know, our desire and decision to make a personal commitment to one another led us then to making the structural and moral mm-hmm. commitments to one another. Hey, welcome friends to this episode of the Art Espousing Podcast. Thank you for taking time to join us for the show. If you are new or newer to the podcast, we want to make sure you know the reason we do the show is to encourage and provide hope for your marriage by consistently offering tools that when practiced can make your marriage move from mundane to the masterpiece level. Yeah, that's true. We hope you've had a great week. It's hard to believe that we are already in May. This whole year is flown by. It is screaming by. Yes, it has. And this month, we're starting graduation month. Come on. Of our youngest daughter. Now, you say come on because you're ready to be empty nesters. We will be empty nesters <laughs> come you're August. You're supposed to be excited for her I'm graduate. excited that she's graduating, but I'm also excited that we're I'll that be close. to myself. That's cool. Today, we're going to be talking about commitment and marriage. I'm pretty excited about this. Marriage is a lifelong commitment that requires more than just love and affection, although love and affection is fantastic. It requires dedication and hard work from both sides, both parties, to make it a successful relationship. That's right. You know, in a study published by Cornell University that surveyed almost 400 Americans, 65 years of age or older, who had been in a marriage for at least 30 years, found that a sense of commitment is a key factor in long-lasting marriages. So among the people they surveyed, researchers saw that rather than considering marriage a partnership based on passion, the participants saw marriage as a discipline, something to be respected even after the honeymoon period was ended. The participants, researchers concluded, saw marriage as, quote, worth it, even when that meant having to sacrifice short-term pleasure for something more rewarding later on. Yeah, I love that. When you think about it, commitment is like glue that holds a marriage together. There are three specific types or dimensions of commitment that we're going to talk about today. But before we go there, we want to remind you about the Marriage Reboot Retreat. Are you ready to take your marriage from the mundane to masterpiece level? Then the Marriage Reboot Retreat is for you. Whether you're feeling stuck in a rut or you just want to reignite the fun and excitement you felt when you first met, we've got you covered. The Marriage Reboot Retreat by Married for a Purpose is all about helping you and your spouse reconnect, recharge, and re-engage with each other and your shared life purpose. Over two full days, Lisa and I will work exclusively with you and your spouse to develop a holistic vision for your marriage and family, complete with a real action plan. By the end of the retreat, you'll be united in purpose and ready to take your relationship to the next level. Your reboot is then supported with regular coaching to help you achieve your vision. So are you ready to take your marriage to a whole new level? Your marriage reboot retreat is waiting for you. Want to know more? You can schedule a call with us using the link in the show notes or visiting our website at artespousing.com backslash marriage coaching. If you prefer, you can also direct message us on Instagram with the word call, C-A-L-L, and we'll be happy to send you a link. We can't wait to hear from you. Today, we want to talk about three distinct dimensions that we feel make up marriage commitment, moral, structural, and personal. Each of these dimensions play an important role in creating and sustaining a healthy and fulfilling marriage. Basically, you have to have all three of them. 
The strongest, healthiest marriages are a result of all three of these dimensions working really well together. Yeah, these commitments are similar to the right combination of ingredients in cooking. You know, when you're making a super stew, which I don't make many of, there is a mixture of vegetables referred to as the trinity, celery, carrots, and onions. Yeah, I was about to ask you, when was the last time you made a stew or a soup, James? I haven't, but I've read a lot about it. (laughs) So the combination of these three ingredients are the base or foundation of the dish. Now, as we mentioned, I'm not a cook, but Mm -hmm. I was reading that the standard ratio of the trinity is two to one to one. So two onions, one celery, and one carrot. Hmm. In a similar way, the right ratio of the dimensions of commitment builds the foundation of a great marriage. So what we want to do is unpack each of these commitments and talk about why they are important in a healthy marriage. So the first one is structural commitment. The structural dimension of marital commitment involves everything related to the external display of a marriage relationship. This includes the legal binding elements such as a marriage license, joint finances. It also refers to the symbolic elements that represent a couple's union, such as living together, wearing wedding rings, and the wife taking on the husband's last name. Structural commitment is vital in a marriage because it tells the world around you and is easily recognizable by others that you're in a committed relationship relationship. We have a lot of single friends who are looking at the left hand of a lot of people to see, are they taken? Yeah, it does. Yeah. The problem is, is when only the structural dimension of the commitment is in place in marriage, it can appear to be and may feel like an empty shell of a relationship. The marriage may have legal paperwork and the outward symbols of marriage, but there's really no real emotional connection between the spouses. It may feel a little bit more like your roommates or a business relationship rather than a romantic love relationship. That's right. Without personal and moral commitment, a couple's marriage may seem hollow and insincere. It may feel more like I have to instead of I want to. That's right. So if you have a strong belief in your structural commitment, you would probably stay in a struggling marriage for the sake of the kids or because it costs too much to get a divorce or because you might worry about what others can think of your reputation. Structural commitment is actually foundationally important, but it cannot create the vibrant, healthy marriage that you want on its own, which leads us to the second dimension of commitment, which is moral commitment. Moral commitment is the commitment to the higher principles of living according to a moral standard or spiritual value that guides your life. If structural commitment says, I have to, moral commitment says, I ought to. Mm. Moral commitment is based on the belief that two people should act in a manner that is respectful and honest to each other and to the marriage itself. This is important in the marriage relationship because it ensures that both spouses are upholding their promises and commitments to one another. So if you think about it, Mm -hmm. without moral commitment, where would the foundation of trust be built? Right. In order for a relationship to not just survive, but really thrive, you and your spouse have to be able to trust each other. So when both of you are living into the principles such as honesty, integrity, respect, compassion, trust then is strengthened. Mm -hmm. But when trust is broken, the relationship will likely become strained and eventually break down. So obviously, you can think about why dishonesty, abuse, pornography, infidelity in the marriage are so damaging to a marriage relationship because one spouse has actually broken the moral commitment of the marriage. Right. However, moral commitment is enough on its own to create a thriving relationship. The sense of obligation will set a tone of, I'm staying only out of a sense of duty. Right. Who wants that? No, not I don't. So it may serve your relationship 
well in a season, but it's not the way to have a full, satisfying marriage. James, I actually feel uncomfortable when you do a simple task out of obligation, like, right. okay, I will go get the milk from the store. If I have, yeah. That feels like I'm obligated to, and it doesn't even, it doesn't feel great to me, much less the commitment we have with marriage that you're committed to me out of, I guess I will, yeah. just it doesn't feel, it doesn't, doesn't feel so great. No, it doesn't feel no. great, does it? Again, moral commitment is foundationally critical in a marriage relationship, but it's actually supercharged mm-hmm. when you add the third dimension of commitment to it. Personal commitment. Personal commitment says, I want to. That's right. There is an understanding between two people to commit to each other emotionally, spiritually, and physically. This involves a deep level of trust and a strong bond of love that supports both partners during good times and in hard times. It's important to have a strong personal commitment to ensure that both spouses are equally invested in the relationship and willing to work through any issues that come about. Yeah, without personal commitment, true happiness and health in the marriage would be almost impossible, if not impossible, mm-hmm. to achieve. You know, personal commitment fosters open communication, shared decision making, and equal footing within the relationship. So it allows for growth and trust to stay strong. So let's go back to this illustration of the Trinity, the cooking Yeah, the last time you cooked the stew. Yeah, like the, what, tell, the one tell time us about I read that. about cooking the stew. <laughs> so it's, again, we, we read that the ratio mm-hmm. is two to one to one, two onions, one carrot, one celery. We think that the ratio to, of commitment is two to the one, the one as well. Mm-hmm. Two personal commitments, two individuals personally committing to, to the relationship, one another, yeah. making a moral commitment and a structural commitment. So there's it. the... There's the beliefs and the structural, the legal and the symbolic pieces come together, but it's really based on two people making that personal commitment that I want to mm-hmm. live into this relationship. That's really what makes a stew taste great. That's right. It's both declaring I want to in word and action on a continual basis. The problem is that personal commitment can strengthen and weaken from time to time. Right. There are going to be seasons when personal commitment is high, and then there's going to be seasons when you may not be sure if the struggle is worth it, right? Right. So it's going to take consistent discipline and practice to keep your personal commitment strong. So when you say the personal commitment can be strong and or weakened, it's the in those moments that you see structural and moral commitment takes hold, right? Yeah. And so that's why they're all three important. So we're not saying one is more important than the other. They're all three very important in different seasons of our married life. That's right. Yeah. So we want to give you a few ways to strengthen your commitment. The first is declare your promises and practice them daily. You remember on the wedding day, the vows you made to one another. What were those vows? Maybe you wrote your own vows. We didn't write our own vows, did we, James? No, we didn't. We we went with the... When we got married, there was no... Creativity whatsoever. There was no Pinterest. No. There was no... I don't even know. There was no DIY. Nothing. Yeah. It was pretty not as interesting. So we didn't write ours, but maybe some of you wrote yours. But my guess is they said things like, I promise to love you in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, to have and to hold till death do us part. That's right. Yeah. Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. This is why you and I, James, have declarations in the morning personally that we speak over our life. What if you daily... For the next 30 days, you individually and together declared your original wedding promises 
over your marriage. Right. That would put the thought of your personal commitment at the forefront of your mind and help you actually live into it and act into it. Yeah, and your life move in the direction of those thoughts, right? Perfect, yep. Okay, so the second is work on building mutual respect and appreciation. Last week, we did an entire episode on the lost art of gratitude. If you haven't listened to it, go back, review it, and apply some of the steps we gave you there on growing in that area. What can you do intentionally this week to build respect and appreciation. Yeah, I love that. How can you enter into your spouse's world and show them how much you value them and how committed you are to them? Yeah. Another thing you can do is you can be intentional about having fun together. You know, fun activities can increase the personal dimension of your marriage commitment. So whether it's going out for dinner, attending the concert together, or just even getting a board game out and playing a board game together, having fun together can help you reconnect and create positive memories. If you play board games, you could even let your spouse win. If you they could always... let me win every once in a while because I never win. <laughs> That's not true. It is true. You At win Jin all the time. Rami, I always win, but you always win at Bananagrams. I don't know. This isn't about us. This no, is about not. the listeners. Okay. The important thing is to make sure you do activities that both of you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, Lisa, you remember several years ago, we had a, a big a- event at uh, our church. It's called Caliente. It's a date night for married couples. And I remember after the event, there was a couple that came to us and said that the event saved their marriage. And, and we were, were like, like, wow, what what was that all about? Because yeah, there's not, there's not a, it's not a sermon. There's no, not there's like no, a worship. There was no like content given. It was actually a comedian and we did a bunch of crazy games and so forth. But they said... Being around other couples and watching them laugh showed them something that they didn't have with one another. Mm. And they hadn't laughed together in such a long time that it actually rekindled something in their commitment to one another. And so this this component of having fun together and laughing together and doing fun things together. Recently, you and I, one of our, maybe it's a bad habit, I don't know, but sometimes we'll, you know, we'll sit on the couch together and we'll scroll through Instagram reels and just laugh. Right. And it's good to laugh. The Bible says that laughter is medicine for the soul. And I think it's medicine also for a relationship. So that's another way you can strengthen your personal commitment. And then a fourth way that you might want to think about strengthening and, you know, this personal commitment is go public with it. Maybe you've been married a while and you want to publicly express and renew your commitments to your spouse. And maybe you can invite some friends and family and it doesn't have to be a big ceremony, or right. anything, but just getting some people together just that you could re-pledge your commitment to one another and then get the support of your friends and family to support you in your marriage. I love that. You know, Lisa, I remember way back when we were in college and I was about to propose to you and Besides thinking of how I was going to get you to the gazebo at the Opryland Hotel, which was a challenge. Right. And it's right after we had it. That romantic dinner at Mr. (laughs) Gaddy's Pizza. Right. Right. I was I was a big spender back then. Yeah. But I was thinking about how I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. And you know, our desire and decision to make a personal commitment to one another led us then to making the structural and moral mm-hmm. commitments to one another. On our wedding day, we actually made that structural commitment and the moral commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, over the last 30 years, there have been seasons, you know, with young kids, fast paced of career, life pressure, you know, um, where maybe our personal commitment hasn't been as strong as it was, you know, when we were first dating or like when we made the commitment to get married. Mm-hmm. But over the season, our structural moral commitment have actually been foundational to carry us through those times that maybe 
uh, we haven't been focused as much on our personal commitment to keep our marriage thriving and surviving. You know, just like every marriage, our relationship has seasons that Mm -hmm. we have to recommit and refocus on our personal commitment. But being true to the to the the structural and also to the moral commitment that we can trust each other has helped us through the seasons. Yeah, it just reminded me of when you're feeling like you're lacking in the personal commitment and you have the moral and the structural commitment there. Just what you did took me back. You mm-hmm. recounted a bit of our dating relationship going into marriage and how we felt about each other. That's why it's really important. There could be a date night you just spend talking about. Remember we were dating and we met each other at the river and then we Mm -hmm. had these conversations and then the proposal and Mr. Gaddy's, all that stuff just rekindles that personal commitment. So I love that idea, but it's true. This is why the three commitments complement each other so well. Individually, each are very foundational, but all together, the blending of them all create this vibrant longevity in our married life that we go, we love being together and doing life together. You may be listening and you're struggling in one of these three areas of commitment, structural, moral, or personal. We would love to connect and see if we can help you. You can shoot us an email at hello at artespousing.com or direct message us on Instagram, the word call at artespousing, and we'll set up a time to connect and talk about ways to rekindle your personal commitment in your relationship. So here's what we know. Wherever you are in your marriage, there's hope. You may not see it, but we want to encourage you that your marriage has all the potential to thrive. So we want to thank you for joining us this week. And if you found this content helpful, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and family. We hope you have a great week and we want to invite you to join us next week for another episode of the Art Espousing Podcast. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.